You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We finally reached the time in the Cuss Corner back catalog where I actually own the video rights to all of my own shows, which is terrific news. Problem is, this is back when we were at our temp studio before we moved into this one, and spoiler alert, we'll be moving studios once again, but we hadn't quite figured out our audio at this temporary studio, so it's not great. Uh, don't hold that against us for this one, the quality of the content, you know, we're talking about tiny homes with Kust and Gary, and it's still going to be pretty good, but what I would hope that you could do is hit the like button for the episode and spread the show around and subscribe to the audio-exclusive version of Cuss Corner. It's off the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast feed and its own Cuss Corner feed. So if you're looking to kill some time, the entire back catalog will be caught up on that audio podcast feed in the near future. As of right now, I believe there's over 15 hours of Cuss Corner content that is already out. So sit back and enjoy Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes He should be president of the United States But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner Cuss Corner, <laughs> Cuss Corner X Cuss Corner X Cuss Corner X Because Cuss really loves the Roman numerals he, he thinks that's really cool Malcolm the 10th? Well, Malcolm the 10th is completely different It's true so, let's bring him in. Gary and Thorne's here, by the way. Hello. Uh, we're recording this. Uh, you're going to be seeing this well after. That's why we're in our old studio, not our new studio. But yep. we figured we had Gary in here. We only have him for a limited time. He's back, and we got to get, get the Cuss Corner crew back together in its original form. I didn't have one person say they needed a Cuss Corner featuring me. Well, one person. We, we are answering the needs the of Gary those one ship. person. Yeah. So, here you go, that one person. So, Gary is here. Also here, Tim Undercust. Tim and August. That is not my name. Heard it was. But I mean, since this is uh, Corner X, I mean, are the millennials lining up around the block and sleeping overnight to wait for it? Like the iPhone X? Maybe. You, you might be. Would, would you be okay with being a millennial phenomenon? I mean, I'm already sort of a phenomenon. <laughs> so, I mean, so, maybe. So in the way that, like, millennials are so over it, because you're over them, you think they revere you. I'm revered by the people. That's why I was picked as their tribune. So you're you're including, you're lumping millennials into the people now. I thought millennials were like a subsect of people, not worthy of the distinction of being part of your, like, the Tim Hive. No, they, part of the purpose of this podcast is for me to sort of, like, point the way for them forward so they can be redeemed and, and leave their wicked ways. This sounds like you're starting a cult. No, no, I'm, I'm not starting a cult. Oh, so I am have simply a cult. <laughs> trying to guide people away from their uh, their mistakes. Tim has I mean, a cult, just no one has joined it yet. And if we just could change the name of this show to uh, Blockchain Corner, we'd get a million followers. Leader Beans. <laughs> Leader Beans are where it's at. It's true. So, so what we're going to do for this one, Tim, I know you have some stuff that you want to talk about. I am not privy to what that stuff is as the point of Cuss Corner. But Garion had one that yeah. he wanted to bring up. So, Garion, go ahead. I, I did throw this at Tim about a week ago, but I just wanted to have a more in-depth discussion with it because he wholeheartedly agreed with me. I'm very upset at millennials, which I will acknowledge is myself, uh, for really rebranding living in a trailer park as tiny homes. Oh, it's single-roomed homes on wheels that are fancy. I, I will point they're out... fancy trailers. They're, they're very fancy trailers, but they like... It's not just that they have them and call them tiny homes in the tiny home movement, which economically might make sense. It's probably the only way a lot of millennials are ever going to afford a house. I understand that. But they, like, revere these little, like, oh, we come together and live in communities. It's like, yeah, it's a goddamn trailer park. You can't rebrand a trailer park and make it this, like, hip, trendy thing. It's a trailer park. So anyway, that, that was really getting me, and I figured if I needed someone to back me up on this, Tim would be there. So, Tim, what's your take on tiny homes? I think they're, again, just an obvious example of conspicuous consumption 
where you've got a bunch of millennials who choose to waste their money on other things and buy these hip, tiny homes like you see on TV because it's kitsch and because it's neat and because they're antipathetic to owning a normal house and living a normal life. They have to be out there on their own and they have to make sure that their bathroom is next to their kitchen sink, which is next to their bed. And it's, yeah, exactly. The community they're building is a trailer park. Now, I am not one to look down my nose at people who live at a trailer park. No. That's their, no. I'm not that type of person. Yeah, you are. But no, I am not. You are. I am not. <laughs> and the the fact I of am. the matter is. I just can't wait till they class up NASCAR and call it like. They like race they're, limousines. <laughs> like they're doing themselves a disservice and they're doing people a disservice by trying to pretend like they're better than that. When that's the life they're leading. Of course, they can afford more than a tiny home. They just don't want to. They're hoping they can get on that TV show and hit it big, right? That, that's the whole point of this. Well, you not know, it's something that will that, fit on their Instagram feed. It, it would fit very well on an Instagram Although feed. I feel like, Tim, as someone who has gone out of his way to live a very minimalist lifestyle with your one fork, your one knife, and your one plate, couldn't you appreciate someone who is also just undertaking their, their life with a one-room approach? But they're just. But the reason they're doing it is so that people know what a simple life they're leading, and that mm. they're, that they're not materialistic. That they can live in a house that's about as off the grid as a house can be in, in 21%. I just find the whole thing cloying and uninteresting, and a just further example that we are in a late stage decline. See, Tim doesn't like tiny homes because he can't fit in tiny homes. I think that's oh, the real great. Just because I, you know. Just because I'm not four foot seven and 112 pounds doesn't mean that I, of course, I fit in a tiny home. Just they're they're dumb. What kind of thing is that to say? If you're under four foot seven, it's it's politically correct to call it a little home, it's, not a, not a it's tiny not a tiny home. It's just a little. We, home. we really have to put that. Yeah, but there. then at that point, that's just a regular home. That's that's true. <laughs> a doll house is a normal house for a doll. Yeah. Right. So. I watch a lot of these tiny home shows. My, I've also watched a lot my, of them. My, my wife is big into tiny home. Anything on HGTV, It's an easy watch. Into. I'm not taking down the show. It's a very easy watch. I was even watching, because we watch like Home Hunters, and we watch like Home Hunters International. Now we were watching Tiny Home Hunters International. <laughs> See, but Tiny Home Hunter, Hunters takes out the fun of Home Hunters, which is like, I'm looking for three bedrooms by the ocean <laughs> with great views. I've got $20. <laughs> Find me that house. I just I love the incompetence of people. It's great. Well, I mean, uh, most of it is just Americans going to like other places. Yeah. And they don't quite understand like currency exchanges or like what's in this city or how expensive it is. That part always kind of cracks me up. Like yeah. the guy who wanted the cheapest place possible in Singapore. He was just like, "Yeah, here's your closet." <laughs> He's like, I "Well, no, I thing. want three bedrooms. Like, well, you're not going to get that. It's are you are you a millionaire? It. No." <laughs> I hate these shows. They should be banned. Why? What would he got against HGTV? Well, nothing against HGTV in particular. It's just like, come on, man. Who wants to watch a television show about people who want to buy a house too big, for, too small for Thumbelina to live in? Like, at some point, you should you're misappropriating your time. There are better things to be doing than watching that. Come on, how can there be an audience for that? There's a big audience. I, yeah, Gary I, and I, I both just said we watch 66% it. 66% of the people having this conversation have watched those shows. And like, like I said, I wouldn't watch it independently on my own. No. I watch it with my wife because it's something easy that we can watch together. I don't, it's, it's I like don't that fight show. it with my girlfriend. It's, it's, it on. it's like that show Elementary. I don't particularly like yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's not. But the, out of all the crappy yeah. shows that she watches, that's the one that's probably the best. Yeah, it's like Feinberg used to have that conversation. Yeah, but Feinberg lot. loves the blacklist and like he, he's in on network TV. Yeah. So am I. Yeah, we know. But I think another part of the problem, like Tim's anti—it anti also, anti also calls itself a movement, and which is also a problem, right? You're, you're someone—you literally just said that people are misappropriating their time, and they should be doing this and doing this. You're again starting a cult, and you're anti-movements. The, pro the problem it, with yeah, Tim's cult is he's the only member. <laughs> you know, it's all a part of the millennial. You have to have a food philosophy. You have to have a living philosophy. You have to have a dwelling philosophy. Now, just buy a, a house or a condo or live in an apartment like a normal person and don't buy some little tiny shack that is ridiculous and is just asinine and it should be banned. Are you afraid that this might, like, perpetuate a string of Unabomber-type people? Is that why you're so anti this? I just think it's dumb and it's pretentious. Well, what if they didn't call it tiny homes or a tiny home movement? They just called it sheds. 
With a Z? Well, yeah, that with a Z. <laughs> I mean, at least that would be more honest. If it, if it had started in the early 2000s, <laughs> that's definitely what it would have been called. So, uh, I, Tim's, you know, like I it's said. Just, it's just high it's just high-hattedness in the worst way, that's all. Yeah, no, I agree. Again, I, at the base of this conversation, I agree with you. I think it's it's millennials being too proud to say they live in a trailer park and having to market it a certain way where well, they don't I mean, live in a trailer hey, park. Well, I mean, hey, that is good branding for I trailer it's parks, great by the way. Branding, yeah. yeah. This is really giving a face. Bad branding for tornadoes. Yes. When I they mean, start taking out white people, but like higher affluent, class white people, yeah, affluent, affluent, white, affluent people, white people. Yeah, then, then, then they'll be on the news and yeah. everything. We won't just not hear about it anymore. Yeah. But as a, as a branding thing, rebranding trailer parks as tiny home communities, and people might go live there before they figure it out. Ask yeah. yourself this question. Are these the sorts of people that the creators of South Park would make fun of or not make fun of? <laughs> this is your manifesto? I feel like the answer to that question is everyone. Yeah. But in particular, could you see an episode of South Park surrounded about making fun of people who, li who live the tiny house movement lifestyle? The I answer to that question is yes. Those are exactly the sorts of supercilious people they'd make fun of. Well, they already did the, I was gonna say, the, the, the Randy Marsh happened. episode yeah. where he had his own HGTV show where he was rebuilding houses. That is true. <laughs> so the answer, of course, is yes to this. The other part about tiny homes and HGTV in general that Tim doesn't like is Tim is the least handy person alive. So when he sees other people effectively using tools and doing it right, it makes him sad. Right. That's not true. I'm not jealous of that. I think you are. No, I'm not given to that type of jealousy. I'm happy to see people being handy. I'm not handy. That's true. But I, uh, I, ho I harbor no ill will. That's going to be our HGTV show. Like, a, like an actual edition of Home Improvement? Yeah, it'll just be cussed builds. Yeah. And we give him blueprints of things, and he has to use a saw, and then he won't have any fingers left. It'll just be like See, him miss, missing be, the nail with I the hammer. I think it's funnier if it's simple things, like cussed builds a birdhouse. I know, I'm, telling, does it terribly. I'm telling you, cussed does is a show. Like, like This is getting way too close to Weber Cooks. <laughs> no! <laughs> cussed cooking show. Yeah. Well, 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 Paul had the idea that the next time that Tim comes up, that what we do is just bring him around to a bunch of, like, hipster restaurants, and he can review them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those would well, be searing. you have to do definitive ranking of Toronto hipster restaurants, and they're not all allowed to be in dead fucking last. Because that's not oh, that's fun. That's going to be difficult. All right, so I have a topic for you, Tim. All right. This was discussed over Christmas. And uh, shout out to my friend Jeremy Keefe. He came over to met Tim for the first time, avid listener of the show. Didn't think Tim was real. He thought it was me doing a different voice of a crazy person every time I cut to the graphic. <laughs> and he was blown away. And then he was like, oh, it must be just an act. Because he met Tim for like an hour. Yeah. Very normal. And then, then Tim, tell us what you thought about banking and checks. What, what do I think? The, we were talking about this new trend that banks have where you can take a picture of a check with your phone. Okay. And then through the presto magic of the app, you can, like, push a button and can somehow I... deposits into your account. Sorry, Tim. Before, I... before you go any further, before you go any further, this new trend, <laughs> this has been around for at least three years. Well, that's still pretty new, if, that, if that's even true. And I'm not, not for so really sure technology. That. Yeah, in technology terms, that's ancient. I mean, it's what I use to deposit checks and have done so, for a long time. The ING Direct guy used to tell me about it. So he I saves never you money. do that. I always take my checks to the bank as I do with anything that I need to deposit into my account. And the reason I have been, particularly with checks, I'm vigilant about depositing them because I'm certain that those checks get sent back to the sender so that they can reconcile their checkbook at the end of the month or at the end of, uh, end of the quarter. So I always make sure, mm -hmm. like if you're just taking a picture of the check, well, then they can't get the check back because you right. still have it. Yeah, so you it's... go to the bank and give them the yeah. check and it goes through the machine and it's stamped and it goes back to the check writer so that they can balance their checkbook. I like that he thinks that people are still out in that what is 2018 with their checkbooks and actually physically balancing their balance sheets, which is kind of funny because I went to my grandma's over Christmas and she had a she had a letter in an envelope on the counter made out to American Express. She still pays her credit card bill through the mail. Really? Oh, yeah. my God. So she's Tim. In this situation. But it's okay for her to be Tim in this situation. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. know any better. She Tim knows know better. better. Yeah. Yeah. We were trying to teach her how to use an iPad. That wasn't working. Like, Tim at least knows how to do that. He can find the home button. He's like, Yeah, I'm not comfortable even using the banking app on my phone. 
Tim I know a lot of people like that, and I don't know why. Yeah, but we also just skimmed over that Tim won't deposit a check into an ATM because he doesn't trust oh, you, it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I assumed when you said you take it to a bank, you just you would, no, no, so I go you to don't even put it into an ATM. No. No, no, I tell her. <laughs> oh, my God. Is there any more I, frustrating? But doesn't that cut into your walk time? Oh, it's just no, a different I, type I of walk. It. It's a stand. There's also, there's also banks at all the malls I'm going to. If I have to de- deposit a bunch of rolled change, or if I have to deposit checks. That was it. Money, that is... Yes, that is. I thank you for you bringing that up. You still roll your change. Yes, he wrote. Not only does he roll his change, he was flabbergasted to know that there are things at like grocery Do stores that you? that you can go into and just dump all your change in Although and it spits out money. Tim would be mad that the government takes a cut of that. I don't think they it's the government. I think it's the machine that takes a cut. But it's no different yeah. than going to like an off-brand ATM that's not your bank and they charge you three bucks. It's true. You still yeah, roll your money? Who has what? change? I have like every once or twice a year, I will spend an afternoon rolling change. I find it very enjoyable. Actually, you put out a podcast, you have a coffee or a drink or something, and you just roll some change. It's actually quite a rewarding experience. It's like finding free money when you do it. Well, I uh, guess no, I'm, a big, roll some I'm a big fan of rolling change. And, what you, and when you have a bunch of rolled change, you have to go to the, to the teller to deposit it. Last time I looked, I couldn't take a picture of my roll of quarters <laughs> and deposit that into my bank account. How could I? What so What you, is the general reaction? Of let's say, I would say when I go to a bank, most tellers are between the age of 25 to 45. What is the reaction of tellers when you walk in there with rolls of change? How, how do they generally react to that situation? I haven't noticed anything unusual. I mean, I'm sure people are bringing in change all the time. Like, I'm doing normal quotidian banking. So why would they, like, bat an eyelash at somebody who's doing a normal banking transaction? Do you think the average person sees Tim going about his day and thinks he suffers from the Benjamin Button disease? Potentially. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. I just, no, I, I don't. I, I, I so often I, think I, about I, Tim in the in the context of our conversations with Tim. With sometimes, like Tim in the real world, I, I forget. Like him. not knowing Tim, like he just we just, just think people. Of him. Yeah, just people pass by Tim and, and meet and interact with Tim for maybe once in their entire lives, and and how that might potentially scar them and, 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 and warp their view of just people in general. Well, my big question about the rolling of the change is, how long does it take you to roll all this change? It shouldn't take that long. We used to say it's taking yeah. an afternoon to roll all pennies. An afternoon. Well, like, the, so the, the change af- rolls have a certain amount of space in them that they, like, you just fill it until it's full, but, and that's that's. But, but, we've, already, but that's, we've already gone I, over. He's not the most handy fella. That's, I don't trust those things. I, I don't mean, like those things. I put them in manually one at a time. I don't he, even like the clear plastic he doesn't, he doesn't use the rolls clear ones. they have now because the snaps are hard to get in, and half the time the spring – well, it's not a spring, but like the little snaps let go, and the change goes everywhere. I also like that he said the clear ones that they have now. I can't recall a time where I've been alive that those haven't existed. They've existed, but oh. I, I, I do remember my parents using the brown ones, like the brown paper ones. They still ones. sell the brown ones at Dollar I'm sure Store. They I, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure they still exist, but it's not like the clear ones are some fancy new thing. They've also been around for four decades. Big plastic trying no. to get out of the change rolling business before it goes away. It's I like Bitcoin. You've got to buy in now. Yeah, do you roll your Bitcoin? Two years. All I heard was two years. Yeah, two years. I feel like those things have been around for like two years. The plastic ones? Yeah, they haven't been around that long. I would say, uh, someone can tell me if I'm wrong on this. I would put the over-under at 35 years, and I would take over. I mean, it's more than two. I remember (laughs) rolling them in the plastic things when I was like 10. So So that was three years ago. Yeah, that's at least three years. Anyway. Okay. Rolling change. And I like that his entire idea about the bank is what he saw on that episode of The Simpsons when Bart tried to get Krusty's autograph. Because as it turns out, as we asked you, Tim, how many checks have you ever written? I don't think I've ever had to actually write a check. <laughs> so, so how do you even know? Well, I mean, I've received multiple checks and always deposit them promptly into the bank. Can't trust an ATM. Also, banking. Well, I trust Going into a bank, the banking experience, mm-hmm. like dealing with a teller, having to go through them, it's the single absolute worst customer service experience you can have. It takes forever. They never have any answers for you. Uh, the DMV might be worse. Although I guess I guess you generally accomplish something. Yeah, like you're in there you're for there. a specific purpose. Also, so he, he said he spends an afternoon rolling this change. 
and it's going to be like multiple hours. So let's say three hours to roll all your change, Tim. Not quite three hours. No. Let's say two hours. How much money are you getting out of this? Uh, you know, hundred, couple hundred bucks. Really, a couple hundred bucks of roll change? Because I feel like a couple hundred bucks of roll change would take more than two hours to roll. No, I mean, if you have like a couple of rolls of loonies, like that's fifty bucks right there. So do you just have like a like a jug that you drop your loose change into at the end of the day? Like, where do you keep all this hundreds of dollars of change when it's not no, rolled? No, I, I, I do keep like a buck, uh, like a like a big like old coffee can that I'll throw change into, but I'll also roll change for relatives if like because they're older and they so i don't mind going over for the afternoon like rolling my grandmother's change for her so she can deposit it or something like that does i'm, I'm always happy to do that did that sound dirty to you no just don't say it yeah rolling change that is very nice of you to do but it is you should get her on it's... the online banking app no she does not even have a computer oh so you need to get her a computer get her on the app and then she wouldn't have all this change around for you to come over to do it no, I, I think if I could go back in life and not even be on the internet, it might be best forever. Like, but no, but no, but you're you revolutionizing the way people live by being an internet personality. Well, I this, mean, that's this is a of... this is a very classic. Like, it's a wonderful life scenario. Like, how how would how would all millennial life be different if Tim didn't exist? How would they know what's know. right and wrong? That's you know that is a very good point. Gosh. You're like my Clarence. You've got him to concede on something. I mean, Tim, Tim realizes that he is, he's not a martyr so much, but he's someone who's going to have to sacrifice his own well-being for the greater good of the public. He's Jesus. The greater good. All right, Tim, what do you got for us? So, a couple, well, I mean, I have several things, but this is something that happened to me yesterday, so we can talk about it. So, I was getting a coffee at Starbucks, and when I was finished... Like I just paid them whatever it was. I think the coffee came to like two twenty something. So I gave them. Hold on one second. Are you having a snack again? No, I am not. Okay. So, so I think the coffee came to like two twenty something, maybe two twenty, two twenty one, and I handed them a toonie and a quarter, and I kept the change. What change? And there is no change with that. I got, I got like a nickel back, so I don't know the exact amount, but I got a nickel back. Tim's favorite band. And <laughs> and I sort of like when I got when I kept it, I sort of got a side eye from the barista who was working the cash register. And it got me to thinking, are you supposed to tip at a coffee shop? Like, is, is that an obligation? I don't think it is or it should be. I've never I've never done it. But then I went online and looked up and just typed it into Google. And apparently, like lots and lots of people tip their coffee makers and their baristas. And I thought that shouldn't be. Why the heck would you, sir? Like. You know, you don't tip the person at McDonald's who gives you something. You don't tip the person at Subway who makes your sandwich. Why would you tip the person at Starbucks or Tim Hortons or Dunkin' Donuts that makes your coffee? I, I, I don't, I don't understand that phenomenon. Do you, do you this, understand this, it? Yeah, this, this is, is not a coffee. This is not a Dunkin' Donuts, Tim Hortons thing. This is a Starbucks thing. I think. No, it's also Tim Hortons too. It's, it's. I mean, I, I can't speak on Dunkin' Donuts because we don't have any around. I don't feel like I even see tip jars at Tim Hortons though. No, but people just leave the change there. It's something that's been going on. I remember when we were in high school, like I had a ton of friends who would work at Tim Hortons. It was the best place to work because you got your minimum wage, just like you would yeah. any other like fast food job. Plus, you got all the tips that came along with it. This is not a new phenomenon. This has been happening for a no, very, no, very, very, very long time. You you just don't tip anyone. That's why people spit in your coffee. No, is one supposed to tip at a coffee shop is my question. The, the point is to... Well, it's not, not an obligation. It's not an obligation, but most people... Like well, you're most, obligated to tip. What? It's not like a restaurant. You go out to like a restaurant. You're of course you're obligated to tip, and you should. Or if you're at a bar, you're obligated to tip. But I think it's a coffee shop. The same. Like, is there a social obligation there? Yes, I think there is. I mean, I think there's not a social obligation to go out of your way to tip. But yeah. whatever like remainder change that you have. So let's say, let's say you paid um, I don't know, three bucks. Yeah, it came to like three seventy five or something, and you paid with a five dollar bill. You would leave the one twenty-five for the person See, there. I think that's fine, but like in Tim's specific scenario where he paid a two dollar and twenty-one cent. Hey, you leave the nickel. But again, I feel like that's almost insulting. No, but that's a part of it, though. That that is the tip. Like whatever your change left over is, whether it's a dollar, whether it's five cents. No, you're just, you're just I, no, I get I get that aspect of it, but I but I feel like, and I'm someone who doesn't buy coffee, and I can kind of take Tim's what do you side just on live this. On where good vibes. How do you wake up in the morning? Just, I just wake up, but like. You know, I'm so I, I worked to cashier for a long time, and I would say that most times on a Saturday, I do a hell of a lot more packing someone's bags 
than someone would do making a coffee at Tim Hortons where it's, they just pick up the pot and pour the coffee and give it to me. But I, I don't know. I would feel almost bad leaving someone 20 cents. Like that is what I would call a bitch tip. Sure. But you have to think about coffee places, the volume that you see. Sure. That if every, if every single person people, left yeah. 20 cents, like you'd be making out large by the end of the night. Yeah. Because you just have so many people coming through. But now their, their tip industry, especially now, has been really crushed because most people just pay debit. with cards. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that it's, – it's, and with the debit conversation, like you go into a restaurant yeah, – The actual move is to pay with credit. Either way. You pay with a card. Plastic. And you use the machine. I see. I don't understand using debit cards. Well, it's fine too. I'm if just, you have the money in your account to spend, why wouldn't you use a credit card? We, we've, and had, we've had this discussion over. before. I agree. You get those you points. Pay. You got to get the credit card points. But if you're using a credit card to pay at a restaurant, it yes. prompts you to leave a tip. Yes. If I'm using a credit card to pay at Tim Hortons, it does not prompt me to leave a tip. No. So I would almost kind of agree with Tim here, where if 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 they're the ones who are setting the social obligation, they're already doing a bad job of like steering people in that direction i don't think they're trying to steer people in that direction i just think it's something that people just, just do because they have because most people unlike tim just don't care about change anymore and just here you go have the yeah, change. But he's how is he going to spend lovely days with his grandmother if he doesn't get this change he can find other things they have a lot in common it's probably that true. is true <laughs> but anyway that would that that can watch reruns of the rockford files together the rockford files wow no the only one of those ones that i still watch if it's on, I'll watch Hogan's Heroes. It's pretty. That's yeah, great show. Is that you all could... on? Is that all on Deja View? Yes. By the way, can, can you imagine if something like that show existed today? Like, what yeah, would be... my... yeah. were, were, was it you and I who were talking about this? Yeah. Like, what the point, like that would be? show was twenty, like less than twenty years after World War II, and you have Nazi commandants and uh, yeah, like prisoners of war. Like I've, I said. Be the equivalent of like making a show that was like a comedy about Al Qaeda after nine eleven. Like it's just yeah. it's it's so foreign that I guess it shows that people had just had a bigger sense of humor back then than we do now. Well, there was just less, less of a worldwide soapbox for everyone to stand up on and point to the yeah. There was probably people that were outraged. People just didn't yeah. hear about there was, them. There was no way to understand that if a, a person in Iowa who was outraged by this had literally no conduit to tell anyone they were outraged by this, so. That could just be it, too. All right, what else you got for us? Got a long list of things. I've got why I hate workout couples, why restaurants who are stupid that don't take reservations, uh, why travel is dumb, uh, paternity. What would you like to talk about? Whoop. Wait, what's... Oh, wait, paternity. Pa let, let's get into paternity, because that is really stupid. Okay, I, I don't even know what it's this It's like is. paternity, but with dogs, so they call it paternity. Oh, that's cute. No. Yeah, we're like your your work will give you a few days off when you get a new dog, so, wait. so that you can like acclimatize yourself. No, that's to... not a real thing. It might be. Oh, no, I think it might. Okay, be. no, no, no. no. Hold, hold on one second. Most places, not most places. That's unfair. There are places that, like, basically, if you get pregnant, they will fire you instead of giving you maternity leave. There's no way other places are giving you off to spend time with a new dog. That's not happening. Honestly, if you told me a. Like, Liberty Village is the example I'm going to use. Just imagine Brooklyn if you live in the States. If you told me a Liberty Village company offered paternity, true or false? Just one. Well, I'd I, say true. Yes. In Liberty, that could happen. But also, fantasies in Liberty, they're not doing that for you. No, but do, you know what? Secretly great maternity packages. Yeah. Oh, no, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <A> fantasy. <laughs> Which, I know it doesn't really help me. But, well, Tim, have you considered, though? Like, sometimes I'd, I... I, I I go back and I watch old Cuss Corners and I fret that we don't put ourselves in these situations enough. Into the other people's situations? Yeah, so, so Tim, imagine for a second that you are, you know, the father of a puppy. Possibly oh, God. Doug the Pug. <laughs> you are, Doug the Pug is your fur baby. Would, would you not want to spend some time making sure he's acclimatized to his new surroundings? Get the dog on a long weekend then. Pick it up on the Friday of a long weekend or regular weekend. Or burn your own vacation days if you really have to spend that extra two weeks with your dog. The idea that a company would provide paid leave for someone to acclimatize to their dog. I said on Twitter, gee, I wonder what generation of people is causing this to happen. Like, this is just like further evidence of the fact that this is the worst generation of all time. And that the generation behind us has to be better. And I have such high hopes for them because they can't 
surely they will see through the nonsense of paw turning. Oh, sorry, I've got to go pick up my dog on my unicycle and take him to get his shots, and can't come into <laughs> you know I can't come in I can't come into the hemp store today, but I'll be in on Tuesday. Uh, like, come on, it's just so outland. It's just it's all part of a piece. Like, part of the thing that this show has done, I think, for people is it's like a like a jigsaw puzzle. And I've been putting a piece in every single time to sort of give a grander vision of what this generation looks like. It's like, like. Memento. Just... <laughs> that Tim is just... like Teddy and that you shouldn't believe his lies? I'm just, I'm, I'm showing people a truth they don't want to see or know, but yet they know it's true. Like, paternity, I didn't know much about it either, really anything about it. But as soon as I read it, like Gary said, it's like, of course there would be places that would do this. Of course there would. But I think it's like it's smaller companies. Like I don't think a Fortune 500 oh, company. Is I, 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 I will thing. swing this back the other way. And the great thing about millennials is that they're always just looking for paid days off, and they get. Yeah, them. I mean, look, they've really milked the system yeah. that way pretty well. Yeah, I mean, look, I would, oh, yeah. I would what take. What a noble thing to have done. Hey, I mean, listen, we're just everyone's just trying to stick it to the man, Tim. People just do it in different ways. You are the man. Yeah, so you don't, Tim you, is the man. Yeah, you, you though, just yeah. don't like when people stick it to you. Well, Tim's not the man. But I've, he's like I've been standing up for the man for yeah. a long time. Tim is a lot like I'm trying to think of the name. Completely eluding me. Alec Baldwin, Thirty Rock. Oh, Jack Donaghy. Jack Donaghy. So when he said that you know it's not about outside the box thinking. The real people who have the real character are the people that think inside the box and come up with solutions that way. That's oh yeah, Tim. well that actually that is one of my least favorite expressions well you we have to think outside the box like if everybody's thinking outside the box and the box is probably got something valuable the reason there there is a box What's in the box <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow went as that for Halloween this year by the way oh well, did she spoiler alert yeah she yes yeah, spoil yeah sorry if I'm spoiling a 22 year old movie yeah sorry well was Gwyneth Paltrow the first accepted. person to ever exploit a tiny living situation like that? Oh, was the box the first tiny? tiny home? The box. <laughs> I don't think she was alive in that box. I don't know. She could have been like on Futurama. <laughs> yeah, Richardson's head. So is that enough on paternity? I didn't even realize this was a thing. Again, although I, I will I, say, I cannot say, I cannot neither confirm nor deny it as a thing. But I, I would say, if Tim says it's a thing, I could imagine there are companies out there who have done this. So it was in the Wall Street Journal. Okay, there you go. Oh, it sounds like fake news. Did you see Feinberg was on CNN? <laughs> I was hyped for it. It's What's crazy. that? I was hyped for it. <laughs> Me too. Does anyone have, like, how long was he actually on? I don't know. I didn't actually hear an audio clip of it. No, neither did I. I just saw the video clip. Or, I sorry, the photo. I mean, this is coming out after the fact. He could still be stuck there for all we it's know. It's true, yeah. I tried to get so, him to oh, get oh. into the one and done, and he was like, yeah. I need to talk about something else that I, that I encountered yesterday, which is this thing that oh, I've done. Hold on, hold on. You save that. Okay. I have more I want to say. Okay. So my wife is really pushing for us to get a dog or a cat. I'm allergic to both, so it's not good for me. No. Now we Does have to Draft go... have paternity? What's that? Does DraftKings provide paternity for you? Well, as an employee of Mayo Media Inc., um, no. I mean, I would have to provide that for myself. MMI is not, not pulling its weight then for uh, the dog owner in their company. Anyway, go ahead and tell your story. That's true. So she wants a cat or a dog. I want neither. Cat. I just keep telling her. The way that I keep getting out of it is like, listen, if you get one of these things, I'm not doing anything to take care of it. If the dog is hungry and you're not feeding it, I will let it die. And she's like, well, you can't do that. You wouldn't. And I wouldn't do that. But... You got to take a harsh stance now. These are the parameters I have to work with by mm -hmm. not getting them. I was like, and I'm also allergic to these things, and I don't want hair all around the house. She's like, well, we'll get one of those dogs. It's like hypoallergenic. And I started looking into it. They're like three thousand bucks or something. Yeah. And they're like excuses for dogs, basically. Uh, like and, and the water dog. You you can get the cats without the hair that just look real creepy. That's creepy. It's just oh, I don't want to be creeped out every time I come yeah. home. But Dinkmeyer pointed out to me. I think this is just her angling for us to have a kid. <laughs> It's like a starter pack, yeah. Yes, but to, to to wrap it all around, one of the things that I wanted to get her, because I do want her to have some fun, like have like dogs and cats, they make her happy. She loves animals. So I tried to rent puppies for Christmas. Mm. Like that was going to be my gift to her. I was going to rent her puppies for an afternoon, like four puppies at the house, which I hope would dissuade her from getting a dog because would be running around pissing everywhere, that kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like that could have backfired severely. 
for you. No, be at least we'd have that in our back pocket if we ever need the dog. Just yeah, we'll go rent the puppies for. No, I think Jeremy means you. You come home one day and she has four puppies. No. Yeah, that was sort of my thought process no, no. there. Yeah. She, I don't think she would stay, leap over the bounds and just have a dog there after I explicitly said I didn't want one. But you should get a cat like like Tunes's. He could drive you places. Yeah, but Doug the Pug can't. Doug the Pug is not. You know what? I'm not even going to not. You're not going to trigger me and get me upset about this. Tim, do you know that Tim won 2017's most triggered person? I'm well, not you know, true. I don't get triggered by things. Just you when know I, what being I, triggered I, is, though? It's the first time you're getting think, woke. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I, now that's 2018, would you consider yourself woke? No, absolutely not. I just encounter things that outrage me, and I have to express my opinions. So, triggered. Yeah. So, Stop doing outrageous things. In Toronto, you cannot rent puppies for the afternoon. Is it like puppy slavery? Yeah. If the puppies aren't being properly paid? I, I guess so. I, puppy wages. I, I just thought I, I thought it was kind of crazy that didn't exist. Remember when, uh, like, very early days at Fantasy, Uber put on a thing? Yeah. It was called Uber Puppies. Yeah, I, I just assumed that existed outside of that one day. I'm but 100% it didn't. sure you can still rent puppies. No, I, I looked into I even contacted BlogTO, who would have the in on this. Yeah. Industry does not exist. Like the, I remember I did it when I lived in Manhattan. There's, like, three places in Brooklyn that do it. Well, not in Toronto. What about those universities that have, like, the puppy rooms? They don't keep the puppies there 24-7, I assume. Well, I don't know. They I must know, rent the puppies. One at a university I was at, and that's exactly what it was. During exam periods, there was a puppy room for people who needed it for stress purposes or whatever. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, they didn't go out back and old yeller the puppies when exam season was over. Like, clearly they rented the puppies, right? I, I have to imagine that that happened. I mean, or they had, or they knew people who were, like, dog breeders and could bring the puppies in. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like the commodification of, of I don't know. I, I'm kind of uncomfortable with the whole story. We're really getting into puppy rights on this episode. I'm well, I'm not saying they, they're animals. They don't really have rights, but Doug does. They... I don't know. If they, yeah. Well, like if if you have human characteristics, like Doug the pug. I mean, he's a New York he Times bestseller. He's just a dog who struggles to breathe. That's all. That's all he is. His <laughs> owners are the real pro. I actually said I feel bad for the dog. The dog is just a dog. It's those obnoxious owners who think they're so clever with their costumes and their milquetoast statements and their most obvious tweets and Instagrams and Snapchats or whatever else they're into. Nobody finds that interesting. They're all the followers they have are either bot followers or they're pity followers. That's all. No one is genuinely interested in what that, that dog is up to. And I, least of all, please, for God's sake, people, stop sending me these photos. I can't take it. So... Tim doesn't seem to believe that Doug has doesn't have owners. Doug doesn't. Doug is an independent dog. Yeah. That takes his own selfies and writes his own. Why, Kate? How come sometimes during like his photos that there's quotes about what Doug is saying? He's not saying these things. They're in quotations. Yeah. How am I supposed like, to interpret like, that any like, other way? Like when Doug was making that dough, he was making that dough. Again, so lame. So unfunny. You, you understand yes. that the only reason that you don't like Doug the Pug is because he lives the same life as you. He does not live the same life as me. He's he lives a loser life, and he's not even that cool. And he like claims to be like pop culture sensation. And clearly, I'm better at all of these things than he is. All right. So what happened to you yesterday? I was at the gym, going for a workout, and one of the least pleasant things you can encounter at the gym are the workout couples. These are the people who dress the same, who go on the same types of machines at the same time, who carry on conversations while they're on the machines. This happened to me yesterday. I knew these people were going to be a problem because they were both drinking coconut water, which is like the first sign that there's something wrong here. And here we are. I'm on the treadmill. I'm jogging. I'm listening to my podcast. And all I can hear is a, a man and a woman. They're clearly a couple talking. They're walking at like a semi-brisk pace on their treadmill, and they're talking the whole time. And I don't understand these people who have to work out together. It's like the same people if you're like on an airplane, like ask you to give up your seat so that they can sit together for a flight. Like, don't make what, your what, co-defendant. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Don't, what's wrong with any of this? A couple? No, no. Don't make your codependency my problem. Enjoy a couple hours apart. It's different if you have a small it's kid or something. It's, it's, it's just simply asking... 
like it's can, different can, if you have a small child or an elderly relative who needs to be looked after or, or a, a, another person who needs help but if it's just two average healthy people and you didn't book your seat together no enjoy a couple hours apart don't make your codependency my problem that i have to get up out of my seat and move for your sake i'm not doing that that's, that's dumb Someone sounds and a little so jelly. Yeah, you do say everything. You're just so petty and jealous that you don't have a it's companion not, to travel with. I don't, I'm not. I don't want. It's okay to do things by yourself. It seems to me the gym is one of those things that a person should probably be doing by themselves because ultimately it's about the them getting themselves, his or herself healthy. It's not about it. It does. You don't need to have this whole team thing. It's okay every now and then if you go with a, a friend or a whatever, or a partner to the gym, that's fine. But when it becomes routine all the time, you have to, you can't go to the gym unless that person goes. And you have to have, carry on a conversation in, in the, you know, while you're on the machines and distract others of us who are, I don't like it. I think it's obnoxious. I think I, I just don't, I don't care for it. And I'm sure that I can't be alone on this. Well, you I imagine being the What? you imagine like trying to work out and having two people just chat back and forth consistently while you're trying to do something? Uh, it, How it, does it, that annoy you? It, at, it, also, it, it you're listening to me. something. It's, Yo, it's... It, dro it drove me. I, I I didn't say anything, but man, I wanted to say something. Like, What, what are you going to say? Yeah, what would you possibly say that's justifiable in that situation? Like, this is not a, this is not a chat room. This is a gym. Like, like So, just have you never gone to the gym where people talk to each other like i i go to when i go to the gym there's constantly people who didn't even come together but like know each other from going to the gym at like similar times throughout the day that you know they're sitting and chatting gym like pals. as long as they're not like leaning over the machines that i want to use and chatting and not using that, them. that is the ultimate thing right there yeah so I, I have no problem what the hell people i have my music so loud that yeah. nothing bothers me and i don't hear anything so maybe you should try that and get over yourself either way it's like golfing you could go play with the best golfer in your group, but if he's someone that has, if you play with Jordan Spieth and he needs to line up his shot for 15 minutes every single time, like I would much prefer to play with the crappy golfer that as soon as he puts it in the woods, he's like, yeah, I'm not looking for that. I'll just drop right yeah. here. Good. Just be fast okay. about it. If you're at the gym as a couple, the one thing I don't like about either groups that work out together or couples that work out together is when they sit around chatting, not using the machines, but sitting on the machines. That yeah, I don't that, like. Now, that, now you're wasting my time because I'm trying to get that, on it, and now I need to wait for and, you. And you do but have, most of ninety percent of the time, that's not a thing. Yeah, and you do have the situations oh, that, where yeah, that, they kind of yeah. like, sorry Tim, but like they 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 do like the supersets, which in theory is good, but like then you have like three people on three different machines, and they're all rotating between yeah. three machines, and it's you can't even work in. Like these things are annoying. But again, in general, like the best shape I've ever been in my life in high school was because my friend just decided like we were going to go to the gym together every day and it gave and then it was about not so much like i had to go to the gym with him it was just that we're i were going to the gym i needed to go because he was waiting for me to pick him up and that was my motivation to go to the gym like i have no problem if that's the way you motivate yourself to get there yeah listen that, getting that, to the gym is hard enough anyway yeah regardless of who you are whether you're someone who goes every day it still sucks going yeah unless you're like doing a ton of steroids and you just gonna want to get like real yoked then you love yeah. Like I, I show up. I, if, I, if your only I buddies are your gym buddies. Yeah. It's like I, I, I show up. I, I do weights for like 25 minutes and go like run for 40. Like it's not the most thrilling experience. I don't look forward to it. Yeah. Like I, I've gone with friends and I, I don't enjoy when I'm trying to listen to a podcast or listen to music and they're trying to talk to me because that's. But I don't like that anyway. Head. You could remove yeah. me from the gym in that situation. Yeah. Exactly. But like if I go there with someone and we're both have the social understanding that like, yeah, cool. Let's talk. As we, let's talk while we do cardio. Like I see no problem with that. Uh, also working out with someone else is a lot better when you're lifting too. Cause then you always have a spotter. Yeah. Don't wear the same stuff. That's annoying. I mean, I don't care. Wear whatever you want. Yeah, I really don't care. But like, I, I could no, side I, with Tim on the, like, don't no wear. There's just no need. To we be just wearing gave you several reasons why there is a need. And chatting while you're on, like, seems to me it, it, it's a place to work out. It's not a place to chat. You know, I, it's the same as I don't like people who like work in coffee shops. It's the same philosophy. Like uh, there's a thing, there's a purpose, there's a teleology and end to every place you're at. And I don't like mixing and matching a bunch of nonsense. that doesn't need to be there. Like have your conversation in the locker room or have it against the wall before you go on the machines. You get on the machines, it's time to work out. I don't need to hear in incessant chatter about what your Christmas was like when I am trying to do my thing. Like, come on, people, get with it. And also, if you have, even coconut water was the worst. I mean, like I said that's the that's the highlight of this problems. 
Who cares? Like, I think it's ridiculous when people are patting those protein shakes and getting their stupid dust everywhere in the I, in the locker feel, room. But hey, listen, they're in really I good shape. Maybe I should be doing that too. It, it's I never the, the real big fat guy you see pounding the protein shake. I, I feel the same way as you do. I mean, it's not for, it's not for me, but it's clearly working for them. I guess, sure. Well, I mean, it sounds like the gym in general should be a place where you go to better yourself. Yeah. You feel better. Like, I always, like, if I have, like, low energy and I go to the gym, I actually come up with a ton more energy, and I feel good for the rest of the day. It's like when you work out a ton, then, like, you, like, eat over Christmas time. Probably when I got, I was home for, like, six days, I got to the gym, like, twice. Yeah. And they weren't great workouts, but I felt better every time that I yeah. left. And then the days in between where you don't work out, like, you feel bad. Yeah. Like, you don't feel like you're That's... running at full strength. Exactly. But it should just be a place to better yourself. You want to go there and talk? Go, go talk. Yeah. Tim just seems like he's he's there to be triggered. Yeah. My my general philosophy on the gym is: oh. people do outrageous things around me, and, and that I can't doesn't like sound so bad. outrageous. Again, as I think that as long as you're someone who's gotten to the gym, I'm already in a mindset where like, okay, you're trying to better yourself in some way. If this is the steps that that, that need to be taken, and you're not in, if you're not blocking the machines, you're not impeding me in any way. I don't care what you do. When you took AquaFit body pump, Tim, did people talk to each other? It was Aqua body pump, not AquaFit body pump. What was the, what no, was the there was average age of that class? Pardon me? What was the average age of that class? Uh, if you include me, 70.5. <laughs> Exclude me, 77.5. It, it was that. Were like you 11, real popular? Pretty sure it was like 11.30s on Wednesday. Now, was was there chatter going on there? Not during the event. No, there's too much action and too much thing, too much like stuff going on. You haven't got time to chat. Not even with your accountability, buddy? I don't. <laughs> no, you're you're doing something full tilt. Uh, while it's all, you haven't got time to chat. Uh, th- save that for after. And I'm trying to work. Stop bothering me. Like it's. I, I don't, it's the codependency that sometimes just do what you want together, but don't like, don't make that my, don't make that an issue I have to deal with. That's my thing. But you don't have to deal with it. You're just choosing to be upset about it. The same as giving up my seat on the flight, right? Like that's something that's like now invading my life that I have to do. How much is it really putting you out? Honestly, if you have to move back one seat or switch across the aisle, unless it's a first class seat, every seat is exactly the same. Now, if it's a middle seat, I yeah, can see that. That's... That could be a problem. Yeah. But other than that, I, I don't see w- where the problem lies. I booked my seat where I wanted my seat. If someone didn't have to How many times to... have you ever actually picked your seat? You didn't just show up and it was assigned to you. Oh, no. As soon as the 24 hours before it hits, I immediately go online and check in. Sure, but you, unless a seat is nope. available, most aren't at that time. So you're just picking oh, I, from well, the rest of the scraps. Choose, like, I always choose the select seat at that point and find one of the seats in there. All right. What were you saying about flying other than that? Well, the other part was, you know, we we talked about this a couple weeks ago, is my anger at the people who won't give me full drinks on planes. Did we actually talk about this? I feel like I've been on a show where he's talked about this. We talked about this in person. I don't think we talked about it on the show. Okay, so Tim was on a flight back from Miami, and he wanted a full can of Coke. Yeah, they only gave him the half can of Coke. They only gave him the half can of Coke, and he was livid. I wasn't livid. I said... Uh, according the to the people that were with you, you were livid. I said, I'll have the full can, please, after I was told only to have a half can. Because, again, it's not my responsibility for the airline to stock enough Coca-Cola for everybody. Now, did like, you pay, did you pay for the Coke, or was this complimentary? This is the complimentary stuff that they give out. Then they I give you the what they give can. you. It's complimentary. I want the full can. I paid for my flight. I've always gotten the exactly. full can you, in the pack. You paid for the flight. You didn't pay for the Coke. So if they if they were nice enough to give you a glass of Coke, you take that. No, I want the whole thing. Well, pay pay for a can of Coke then. That's, you don't have you don't pay for it. They give it to you for free. That's not, I mean I I mean I know that you only got on a big boy plane for the first time in a year in twenty years this year, but for those of us who've traveled a little bit more, we always get our full can. And the lady saying, "Oh well, we," and her reason was, "Well, you can't have the whole because I want to see if there's enough for everybody." I'm sorry. You having enough Coca-Cola on the plane is not my problem. That's someone else's problem. I want the full can. This is why he makes sure not to switch his seats, because you got to get a seat up up front. So you get served first. Can't sit in the middle, because if they, if they come from each side, 
They, they might be out of coke by the time they get to you, which is perfectly fine because that means some hard-working Canadians and Americans got their full cans and booked their seats early. Gotta respect I'm not that. Being I'm not being unreasonable here. It sounds very petty. I just feel like you'd be so much happier if you just let some things go. You know, pick your well, battles, as it were. But if people stop doing outrageous things, I would be. I don't think that them not giving you the full can of Coke on the plane because they needed to see if they could get everyone Coke in a half class, which is what they do on planes, then well, I, so I, I, think, have, I think that so sounds I kind of unreasonable. So I have to sacrifice so they can save 10 bucks on not putting an extra no, two no, cans. No, 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 you are not sacrificing. Oh, no. You aren't just getting more than everyone else. Ah, so us, you see, we're living in Bernie Sanders Coke America. Yes. This is the problem. Even exactly. though Tim has done nothing more than any other person on that plane who have all bought the same ticket to earn that Coke any more than he, but he gets it because he just happened to be served first. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am the pariah of, uh, of society. It's like, well, what did, what did you do that's more important than the person six rows behind you who wouldn't have a half glass of Coke if you happen to get that full can? How I is that asked, person different? I asked. I'm entitled to it. I want it. I want it now. It's mine. I want it now. Have you it's ever like been on... these restaurants? It's like these restaurants that refuse, and it's happening more and more. They refuse to take reservations. Like, there's no reason you can't take. If I'm willing to spend money at your restaurant, and I call you several days in advance, there's no reason why you can't reserve a table for me. I don't understand. Well, well, some places it. don't well, take we... reservations because they want to encourage walk-up traffic, or some places are just too hip. That's like I part of their appeal. Their money, but their money is the same as my money. Well, I'm going wait, to wait, 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 wait. Because are, when you make these reservations, are you making them for yourself? Yeah, or table you of them, one, cause, please. Because I can understand I a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I can understand a restaurant not wanting to res reserve a table for one person, in that they obviously make more money from a group of three people or four people. Well, that's discriminatory. I have just as much right to be have a table reserved as anybody else. Well, maybe if you found a gym buddy, you could go to dinner afterwards. Ha 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 ha! That's very funny. I see what you're trying to do. There's no – if you run a restaurant and you refuse to take reservations, you've made a terrible mistake. Chili's doesn't There's take no reservations. Yes, they do. Do they? Yes, they Has do. Has anyone they actually do. ever tried to make a reservation at a <laughs> Chili's? I don't know. I can't see it, but I'm raising my hand. Oh, God. Um, no, but some places just don't give out reservations because part of the, the thing of going there is just like, hey, we're super busy yeah. all the time, and we want to encourage people to come walk in and – if you can get a seat, you can get a seat. And if seating, not, wait at the bar for a Seating capacity, bit. too. Like, I mean, Chili's, most Chili's probably have something in the neighborhood of, like, two to 250 tables. That seems like, like a lot. That's a lot no, of tables. No, no, close to that. Okay, maybe 100. 30. Either Let's way. Let's say 30. Yeah. I was Chili's have way more than 30 just tables. About, just think about the square footage you would require to have 100 tables. Yeah. Let's not even say tables. Let's just say that Chili's could seat. More than 400 people at a time, which I, I would think they I would say 200, could. maybe. My girlfriend works in a tiny Italian restaurant that seats 250. Like, okay. Like, Is anyway. It Olive Garden? Yes, it's Olive Garden. Well, anyway. It's an Italian, right? Anyway. Um, yeah, but most of these restaurants, like, they have, like, 10 tables. Like, I can understand them fully not wanting to take a reservation. Like, that's, that seems very justifiable for a small restaurant. Also, if you really want a reservation, just go on the reservation website. Each each restaurant just has a reservation part of their website now, too. If they take it, you don't have to call them. You can see what's available at what times, if there's any tables. Like, oh, yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to do that. Why, why don't you want to do it? Again, this is another oh. thing where if you just adapt it a little bit, you'd be much happier. Oh, okay, so I, as the customer, have to adapt to what the restaurant wants me to do. Okay, again, I should inconvenience myself from what I'm comfortable with so that they can... No, I'm not going to do that. You were that. the same person last week who got upset that when you were talking to the person at the store that they picked up the phone. No, no they, they started serving another customer. Well, they just had and to they, address They just had to address the phone. Like, did they continue to serve that customer? No, no, or they, they just say... The phone, I, don't think the, I don't think the phone even rang. So they're psychic. Maybe it was no, Feinberg I, who had a problem with people picking up the phone. But either way, yeah, it, it allows the way. people at the restaurant to work at the restaurant, and they've made a more convenient, faster way for you to see if there's reservations in the table at that time. Well, but you don't want to take for? it, because apparently what's it's too much work, although it's less work. 
what's convenient for me is to pick up the phone and call somebody. That's what I find convenient. Okay. You got to look, so up, you gotta look up the I, number. You got to go through press one for reservations. As a press man two. of the public, like you, you'd think that you would have sort of a mob mentality approach to this stuff where your very single minded view obviously is not the consensus or otherwise these large corporations for which you love and which so wholly take into account the, the mass populist needs and the mass populist areas of expertise like Chili's you can reserve online. Obviously, Chili's wouldn't be doing that if they didn't think a lot of people could benefit from that situation. And if you're picking up your phone anyway to call them, why not just pick them up and go to the website? Well, what if I'm not using a cell phone? Then you're trying to make reservations from 1993? Well, I, maybe I'm using my house phone. I'm not using my cell phone. Do you even have a you house have a phone? landline? Of course. You're like the only person I know like with a landline. I, my, a lot like, of pe- a lot of people still have landlines. My, and if there's an emergency or something, you want to have my a grandparents don't have a landline anymore. Really? No. no. They both have cell phones. Why do they need a landline? It's true. Everyone I know in my family has a landline. I can believe that. Yeah, I can see that too. That's probably it. The oh, to- the total populace with landlines at this point. They they try to give you landlines yeah. as a part of bundles, and it's like less money if you take the landline. I just set up like a cable package at my apartment and as the guy was leaving he was like by the way this is your phone number and i was like i didn't ask for a landline he's like oh you just have one now <laughs> thanks yeah, great am I, am I paying for this he's like no cool give him away can't even give it can't even get no one wants it nope it's such trash i like landlines why do you like because you like curling the cord in your hand as you're talking to your sweetheart they're more dependable <laughs> yeah they're more dependable. They're reliable. If the power goes out, your phone works. Your battery doesn't die. You, you know, if the power goes out, your cell phone still works too, right? Well, not if your phone. If the power's out for long enough, your phone will die because if you're, if you're some millennial who can't get off your phone, then the battery will be dead in about six minutes. And when it's gone, then you have no phone anymore. Well, you that's know? not that. That's also not true because you can charge your phone from the like external charger. Well, you can't, there's no external charger if the power's off. You can't put, put it in the whole thing. Yes, yes, they're, they're, they're external chargers that they, they don't require to be plugged in. They charge your phone. Well, I, I haven't seen these things. But, but yeah, you can put it in your way. car. You can put it in your computer still if yeah. that's still got power. There's a lot of ways to charge your phone. Yeah. Have and when lamp. was the last time a cell phone wasn't reliable for you to call with? It's not 2003. It's not like you have the big antenna out like trying to get to the highest point possible. It's true. Bridges haven't been a problem for cell phones in a long time. I, I want my landline. I'll always have one. When was the last time you used your landline? Oh, don't this have, morning. Pro- yeah, I was going to say. Definitely. To, to call who? Who are you calling? No one even takes I phone called, calls anymore. I called my grandmother on it. When you're not talking to your grandma, how often do you use a landline? Frequently. How many times a I day use, besides zero? I you, When I was out west, I took every single podcast on a landline, just about. Really? And you had that bad yep. a reception? Yeah, I know. So it sounds like they're not the most reliable thing now, are they? But I knew that it was more reliable than myself. I like landlines. I'm pro-landlines. I think they should continue to exist. I think people should try to use them more often. I think they underestimate how useful and important they are. It's good to have a phone in your house. I do. I usually have it in my pocket. Mm -hmm. How often does your landline ring? Yeah, And do you use the rotisserie phone? We actually do have an old school rotary phone rotary phone, that's right but it doesn't just but, spin uh, on a thing like a chicken <laughs> no it's not a rotisserie but i mean <laughs> very buttery phone i still remember how to use a rotary phone and i've used it in the past like i, I remember kids how today to use no it's, it's a very simple that's a, big, concept. That's, that's a big accomplishment i know how to use a rotary phone <laughs> it's a numbered huh? it's a numbered slot that you put your finger in and then pull it back Yes, that okay. is true. There is an extra step to this process. That was Cuss Corner X. I would like to thank Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That is not my name. For sharing his insane takes on the world. Gary and Thorne, thank you for being here. I feel like I've left a changed man. It's like you never left. Well, yeah, it was like you never left, but the time in between. Was it like you were doing better with your life, and then you heard this, and you were like, "Oh God!" Right, like it, somehow I had I had forged past this. Yeah, now you're back. Now I'm back. It's like heroin. Yeah, a little bit like heroin. 
just just a little bit. I mean, that's something pretty popular amongst I, the people's team. Are, are you in on that? Gig fits, though. I will say. Well, we, it's it kicked right off with the gig fit. Like, yeah. uh, what more? Again, Christopher Walken was with Tim earlier. No, it's, it's crazy how he just stopped by. I can't remember if that was this show or the other show. I think it was the other no, show. It was, no, it was, oh yeah, it was the other show, baby. Yeah. Either way, I got this watch. You sound like oh, John Travolta. No, I don't. How did he get there so fast? Well, John Travolta flies a plane. That's why. Yeah. Hey, I thought you were going to help me move. Hey, man. <laughs> All right. That'll do it. You can follow Garyon on Twitter at Thorn, me at the PME. Subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience on the DraftKings YouTube feed. And please give the episode a like. Always goes a long way for us to continue to produce such high-quality products as Cuss Corner. And you can go to Tim's GoFundMe account, too, if you'd like. It doesn't exist. It, it just says, give I'm me at, money. I'm at Tim Anderson 87. I am the cognoscenti of the internet, and I bring the punny. That'll do it. Thank you for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time.